Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 214. 214. This is pretty uh, pretty exciting. It is. I told you guys that I would come here if you made it past 213. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Finally. Yeah, yeah, we were waiting. <laughs> and it was uh, pins and needles. We were on pins yeah. and needles. Yeah. Um, yeah, episode 214. I just want to thank everybody that came out uh, to the shows in Madison and Chicago and Rosemont. Always fun, good times. And this is um, this is a really special one. This is another themed episode. A themed one. Haven't done a themed one in a I while. I told guys. you guys that if you yeah. did 213 episodes, <laughs> I'd come back. But it had to be themed. Yep. So this is going to be an exciting one. This is we're going to we're going to talk about drinking movies. We're going to talk about drinking movies, mm-hmm. um, which is a subject we've never covered before. And uh, well, let's introduce our guest. Yeah, who is an expert? Who is an expert? We use we always use the word veritable. Yeah, let's <laughs> <laughs> just throw it in there. It just makes it always correct. Yes. Yeah. Veritable expert. Um, podcaster Zane Not Lamprey. Venerable. Yeah. Not ve- venerable podcaster yeah. Yeah. Zane Lamprey. That's our Venereal. Guest. Venereal. <laughs> Vindictive podcaster yeah. Zane thank Lamprey, you, thank ladies you. and gentlemen. Um, so talk about, uh, tell everybody what, what your shows are, what you're doing. So currently I host a show called Showdown of the Unbeatables, um, which is on Nat Geo. Yes, you have the channel, not just the magazine. Remember what we did with those magazines when we were yeah. kids? Like, you know, like you looked it up in the back when you mm-hmm. couldn't afford to buy, like, you weren't old enough to buy, like, a penthouse or something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You go get an National Geographic. Uh, now I'm on the channel. Yeah. The, the channel's nothing like that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, Showdown of the Unbeatables is kind of like um, an oxymoron. It, it is. Yeah, yeah, thank you. I never realized that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's kind of like uh, Mythbusters, if I had to like theme it or compare it to something. Mm-hmm. We take two amazing products and then pit them against each other, and at the end there is a loser. But they're both amazing, so there's a buildup in saying how amazing these products are. Like how what kind of products? Possible. Well, we had one that sticks out is, um, it just aired. So it's on Friday nights at 10. Yes, I'm usually in bed by then. No, I'm not. <laughs> My character, the the character of myself is out partying, but the real version is probably asleep. Um, and so it's uh, it was it was called the tracking point rifle versus an octocopter, which is basically like a hover drone. And um, the tracking point rifle is is very it's you should see if watch the episode like find the episode because it'll be on, on again that episode will be on again this summer it's a rifle um like a sniper rifle mm-hmm. it has like it's with a computer in it and what you do is there's a little button i know i'm using a lot of hand gestures here <laughs> yeah. you guys are sitting here so there's a button in front of the trigger a little red button and you look through the, the your scope and you tag it so as soon as you get it in you tag it and then the computer, the lasers and everything, it, it, it figures out the wind, trajectory, everything. And, and then you, uh, so you, it locks it in. And then it figures out where you should shoot. Should you shoot to the left? Should you shoot above? Should, you know, because of the wind, whatever. And then you hold in the trigger. And then you kind of make your way around the target, like maybe in concentric circles, until, you, until you're at the point where it says, you know, and all of a sudden, boom, it just shoots. It fires. With a huge recoil, and does it fire automatically? So it fire well, your whole once you tag your target, uh-huh. then you it's, it's tagged. You can walk mm-hmm. away, or you just sit there and then you you pull the trigger uh-huh. and pull the trigger. Then you then you're gonna find your spot. You're gonna keep searching you're searching around for that perfect spot, and then boom, it just it's gonna fire on you. Wow! Because and it's like within a millisecond. Now I have a question: Does this gun really need you? 
<laughs> well, what's interesting is that it, it's sort of no, it, it doesn't. Chris, do you have you watched the Terminator movies? Yeah. Like, why are you even this, saying that? This gun is accurate up to a thousand yards. A thousand yards. That's over half a mile. Wow. You could you could kill a person, and. I don't know what happened. It's hearsay because I haven't actually read the documents, but apparently the company has, something's happened. Like maybe people have been, I don't, I don't really know. But it seems to me, this is me starting, starting this is complete, complete uh, fabrication of, or hearsay, but um, that the government was like, that cannot be in the hands of civilians slash crazy yeah. people. To actually, uh, the... That's my right to shoot you from a thousand yards. <laughs> That's right. Without even getting out of my chair. Don't <laughs> take um, away my robot gun. <laughs> it's, um... It, the only uh, person, the way to stop a, a bad person with a robot gun is a yeah. good person with a robot gun. Is <laughs> a robot. Is a robot. Um, so it, the, the average person is accurate, or, or, or professional, mm -hmm. is accurate about like 8% of the time at a thousand yards, right. with this you can be about ninety percent. Wow! Yeah. Now, what was it against? You so it was, it was against this hover drone. Uh -huh. It's about this big. I know we're mm. on the podcast. Yeah. So it was this big. <laughs> it had a, probably about a six foot uh, wingspan, uh -huh. okay. and had it had eight eight rotors around mm -hmm. it, all computer controlled. Um, any countermeasures? No, <laughs> it didn't have any flares. No. <laughs> It should have. Um, I, I refer both of you to the Terminator movies <laughs> yeah. once again. Have you guys not seen the Terminator movie? Yes. What you're describing to me is the end of humans. <laughs> so they they hung this uh, this this ball about the size of a grapefruit underneath mm -hmm. the copter, and it had mm -hmm. to go through this 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 sort of route, uh, predetermined route about uh, 200 yards out, mm -hmm. and the tracking point couldn't get it fast enough, so it didn't mm -hmm. actually get it. But then at the end. The the, octo, the the tracking point guys said, can we just shoot it, <laughs> you know? Can we just shoot the, the copter? And I think the guys were like, yeah, this is like, I think our cost was about nine, like the guys who built it, their cost was about $9,000. And the tracking mm -hmm. point guys are like, all right. So they call their CEO. He's like, yeah, shoot it. It's for TV. Go for it. So they shot it. And they actually did did shoot it. They shot down yeah. the... Uh, but they shot the servo right through the middle of the thing, shot it. And all they did was clip the servo wire that dropped the landing gear. And and caused it to return to the point of where its GPS coordinates started. So it was out there flying around, and it, the guy was missing. So the so the guy was sort of dancing with it, like ah, eh, taunting him. And then boom, landing gear, and then it automatically comes back and lands on a table two hundred yards back. So really, all the gun did was scare it. <laughs> it didn't know it. It just it said, shot. "Go the fuck home." Is yeah. what it said. Uh, <laughs> if you guys are in the movie business, you know it's called a flesh wound. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Don't so, worry, so it's a just, flesh So for all of our fans listening, if you want to stop a drone, you need a robot gun. Yes. <laughs> no, Lesson I, I, learned. I, honestly, I think he would have done better by himself without the, without the robot uh, in this situation because it was moving so fast. I know. Mm. I know. All right. Now let's talk about your other life, about being a beer expert. Well, well yeah. No, what's, your other, don't, what's your podcast, though? Talk so my podcast your... is just me talking. It's called The Zane Lamprey Show. Uh, <laughs> because my mom told me I wasn't good enough. She's like, you'll never have a podcast. You'll never amount to anything. And I was like, I will show you, and I will call it my name. You'll never be able to plug a microphone into a laptop. <laughs> yes, no way. <laughs> you'll never be able to upload that. Um, because we were both on this show. We should tell the story. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, that's yeah. right. That's we were right. in the middle of our Kickstarter campaign, mm -hmm. and this was set up through Sideshow Network, because yes. you're on the Sideshow Network. Mm -hmm. 
And we were doing three or four interviews a day. Yep. And I did not read the emails thoroughly. And I showed up to Sideshow. And I'm like, where's... You're not in the studio in Studio City. And yes. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I was a good let's, 25 let's miles away. Let's set this up yes. geographically. <laughs> I would say a good number of people listening have been to Los Angeles and know where the airport is. Yes. And, and the fact that the city, which you fly over, or Hollywood, you know, are, mm-hmm. are not near the airport. No. So the airport is basically where Sideshow is. Right. And then not near the airport is basically where my... Right. My show recording. Yeah, a good 25 miles not actually, here. Actually, really close to where, to here. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's okay, exactly. So, I'm like, oh, this is great. I'm where did you start? Did you start from here or are you a Westside? I live in Santa Monica. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then for you, a big deal. Yeah. So I was just. <laughs> you walked there. Yeah. yeah. I, I just went there and then and then I called Then Chris. I get a phone call. Like, Chris, uh, where are you guys? Yeah, where's Zane? Yeah. How <laughs> amazing if you, if you started yelling. Like, yeah. you actually getting mean. <laughs> And Chris goes, no, buddy. And I was like, oh, no. Yeah. I need the email I'm correctly. here. I'm here, too. Where are you? Wave your hands. Yeah. I don't see you. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not a very big office. So, Zay, you were very, very gracious in, um, in allowing for my stupidity. And, and, and allowing a... Um, uh, a call-in. A, a call-in. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, I like to think, and this is probably completely inaccurate, I'd like to think that you guys, well, you... Chris being on my show, Graham half being on my show, um, was the turning point of your Kickstarter campaign. It was. Yeah, it really was. You could say that if if you if my podcast uh, came out on the last day of your campaign. Well, Jimmy Pardo, Chris was on Never Not Funny, yeah. and it aired that Sunday night. So then the next episode, Jimmy Pardo was going, "Well, we funded it." We did yeah. it. We pushed it over the top, right? We'll take credit for that. Um, take credit. We all should. Yeah. 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 Record, friend. And we you know what's interesting? And so this, I won't, I won't get on my soapbox here, but every little thing helped. Yeah. You no guys question. You guys just made it uh, on, on the last, how many days did you go for? Uh, 40. 40. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. So I made it on the 38th day. Yeah. And on the 37th day, I was like, I'm not going to make it. Tell the yeah. number. Tell, like, yeah, we, yeah. We, we would tell the, our, we kept telling ourselves and other people your story. Yeah, yeah you were our inspiration. Because really. we, and we what's kept amazing going, is when they, when, <laughs> what's amazing was when you're saying, oh, and this guy, da 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 da, and they're like, who's Zane Lamprey? And you're like, yes, exactly. Yeah. If he can right. do it, we can do it. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so I had a show called. Uh, Those weren't the exact words, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I had a, the, the gist. <laughs> yeah. I had a show called Three Sheets, which, um, Long story short, it, it premiered on the Mojo channel, Mojo Network, uh, the, one of the first HD channels. Uh, they went out of business. It, it then got. They didn't make their Kickstarter. They didn't, they should have had a Kickstarter. <laughs> it then got moved over to Fine Living Channel mm-hmm. or Fine Living Network. They went off the air. Uh, it then moved then moved on to um, to Travel Channel because Scripps, who owned Food and Fine Living, but you know what? Now I'm making it a long story. It ended up it ended up on Spike. <laughs> And at that point, it just had, it was like airing on Spike. It had already aired on three other networks. And so they weren't putting anything behind it. It was just kind of, it just kind of died. And then um, Mark Cube, I, I had a Save Three Sheets rally. Mm-hmm. And I had about 700 people in, in LA on a Thursday. And then a Saturday, or no, wait, on a Tuesday. And then a Thursday in New York City. I went right to New York and had a, a rally. And we couldn't measure there were too many people. We think there was between 800 and 1,000 people marching with us. Wow. It was a pub crawl. Mm-hmm. We were drinking. <laughs> and, um, and, now, and, and so we did three bars, and we, and we couldn't even fit in certain bars. We had to like fill up whole blocks. And we ended up at one last place that was like three or four stories, this big, giant Irish bar. And I'm upstairs, and I'm exhausted, and you know, everyone, we're taking pictures and having fun. And someone's like, Mark Cuban's downstairs. 
like, no, Mark Cuban's not downstairs. He's like, yeah, yeah, he is. He is. I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm going to come down. I'm going to come down just to pr- tell you that it's not Mark Cuban. And then it's Mark Cuban. He's like, hey, I'm Mark Cuban. Yes, Mark, I know who you are. Um, he's like, I want to buy the show. I'm like, I was not prepared for this, Mark. It's not really mine to sell. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I was just kind of doing this to raise awareness. So he tried to talk to them and buy it. And he, at the end, they just wanted too much money. He didn't want to pay a lot. So um, when my my basically contract was up, a year after it aired, I could go on and do a similar show. And so I called Mark and said, hey, let's do it. Let's do Drinking Made Easy, which would be a domestic version of Three Sheets. Three Sheets was a traveling drinking show, traveled around the right. world for four seasons. And then we did Drinking Made Easy on, on, on HDNet, which then it, that aired for three years. And then he changed that into a music channel. And so Drinking Made Easy, as Amazing as it did for the Still network. Still appropriate and on, the on a music channel. You'd think that it would be. I, I was really surprised when he said no. So he said, all right. He's like, if you could turn it into a drinking and into a music show. And so he sent him three examples. I'm like, we could do it on stage and do like this. We could do this, this, this. He's like, no. I'm like, okay, then we're good. So I was then, I, I have a rum, okay? And so I was talking to my mom about this rum and whatever. And she's like, oh, you know what? You should do... And, and and the rum and then the show and 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 she said you should do a Kickstarter like this like this Veronica Mars I'm like mom come on you don't know what's going on. this is not yeah. I'm in Hollywood you're in Syracuse you don't you don't know what, just hang up on her <laughs> and um and then I'm like let me let me just prove that she's wrong everyone's wrong in my life you can just <laughs> let me just prove I go on I'm like holy can I swear on this yes yeah. holy mm-hmm. shit. Veronica Mars. That word. <laughs> yeah. uh, they, it was like a few days old, and they had already made like five million dollars or something like that. I'm like, I have a pretty good fan base. Obviously, we weren't on like the WB or whatever they sure. were on and stuff like that. But um, I'm like, we should do this. So we did it. We started it. I apologize to my mom. And, um, and, and Mark Cuban. And Mark Cuban. No, 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 Mark, no. Well, no. The people that the, said. Yeah, the, the, yeah, that guy. <laughs> and so then we tried to raise $500,000 to do six episodes, thinking that we would raise more. Um, at seven fifty, we'd do eight. And at a million, we would do 10 or 12 or whatever it was, episodes. And so, at, and so we started out raising like you know 10000 a day, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, and then it started to slow down. I'm like, oh my God, we are, we're not going to, this is, we're not going to make it. And so I'm sure it's what you guys did. You're like, I'm going to go on as many podcasts as I can. I'm going to do interviews. I'm going to do, I did a, uh, ask me anything, a Reddit, you know, I did everything. Leave no stone. Every interview, every social media. Yep. Leave no stone unturned. Bothered people on my, on my social media until people finally said like, okay, we get it. We'll fund you if you stop telling us. And, um, and then I actually, I actually broke the world record for the world's longest uh, live podcast, uh, 26 hours. Wow. Just me. So other people have done, actually, other people have done it shorter. Some people have done it longer, but this was just, and I had people helping me out and stuff like that, but it was just me standing, talking for 26 hours. It was amazing. If I would have sat during that, I wouldn't have made it. So I just, I stood the whole time. And, um, and so that was towards, that was actually during that, that's when, and that was when we had three days left, um, and we we were at about three twenty of our five hundred with three days left. And you're like, if you do the math, they're like, we're not going to make what seventy grand a day. Like this yeah, yeah. is not going to happen. Mm-hmm. We've we haven't done a third of that, a quarter of that on our best day. So we did this, and and we had a lot of fun with the live podcast. And in the middle of it, it just started going up, 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 and we could see the number of people listening to our live podcast. It wasn't that many. It was like maybe, you know, it was like between 
500 and 1,000. It wasn't enough to really make that of much of a difference. It was the fact that people just waited until the last minute to do this kind right. of stuff. And so we hit it. Burt Kreischer, another podcaster, yeah, was, was there when, when it happened. He was drunk. And, um, <laughs> and we, we both were. And, uh, and it was, like, amazing. And I was, like, exhausted and emotional. And, and like, in my, in my, where we did the podcast at that time, you couldn't see the outside. So I didn't know it was light and dark, and we yeah, just right. had no idea. And it was, like, and there was a bunch of people there. Um, they were there when it finally happened at the end, and it was, like, amazing. It's the craziest thing. We told that story, crazy. and that got us through our our. Craziness. So you guys were what were you? What was your goal? And what were we you were short? 135 was our goal, and four days out we were 60 grand short. We had, yeah yeah. We had, it's impossible. Yeah, it's literally right. literally impossible. You might as well you might as well just give up. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean obviously you can't and you didn't mm-hmm. and you won't. I actually I was like I figured it out. And I figured I'm probably going to get to like about because there's, there's a wave of people. Mm-hmm. I'll probably get to about 4:30. So I called up about five people. And said, and I ha- and I, I'm like, you're on, you're literally on 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 call. When I call you, I need you to to do ten grand, and I will pay the, I will pay you back the ten grand. I'm gonna have to eat ten uh, percent sure, of that because of the Kickstarter yeah, fee yeah. and the credit card, credit card fee. But I, th- I would pay that person back, right? Because so you I, don't want to lose that giant chunk of money, no. right? And, and I don't think that that. I mean, I don't think that's even unethical. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter because the yeah. people that that. Bid would have got what they right, paid right, for, right. and I would have had to pay for it. Well, that's um, awesome. So, th- so they were all on call, you know. And and I actually told one of them to pull the trigger, and he did, and it might have excited people yeah, yeah. as a boost. And then he pulled it out, and then um, and then it, that was it. And then then we you know we shot up to five ninety one, wow. And it was like it was written, nice. we got like eight. What did we average like eighty grand the last three days? It was amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. Well, let's Amazing. talk some movies. Let's talk movies. Yeah, We're going to talk it. drinking movies. Um, <laughs> now, why don't we let you go first? What's uh, one of your favorite drinking movies? Now, we have, a, we have a list here, but uh, you can go off book as well. Well, it's funny. So you have things like Flight and mm-hmm. Leaving Las Vegas <laughs> and Barfly that are some of the saddest. Yes. That are excellent, that are excellent <laughs> movies, but not good drinking movies. No. <laughs> drinking They're just movies. more of about They're drinking. They're not like, hey, let's watch this movie. And, yeah. <laughs> and, like, and then go to a bar. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know what I really liked that's not on here? It was... Um, so your de- let's be clear. Yeah. Your definition is movies to watch while drinking or movies about drinking? I'm just saying, if you're going to say best drinking movies... I would argue that flight flight should not be in here, <laughs> and and uh, and and leaving Las Vegas. Anything where someone dies, yeah. probably not the best drinking movie unless they die in a These funny way. These are best like. Um Rock bottom gets you into rehab. Movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, I think those would say worst critically acclaimed drinking drinking. Or movies. they could be best if you're drinking movies. Best to make you stop drinking yes. movies. Yes, yeah. yes. But I would say like a best drinking movie is something that would make you feel like old school, fantastic. Animal House, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Sideways, good. Um, have you seen Bottle Shock? Mm-mm. What's no, Bottle no. Shock? Um, What's going to that? Is that it's, the documentary about? Uh, no, no, it's not. It's a, it's a, it's a movie about. I think it was like I'm gonna. It's with Chris Pine yeah. and Alan Rickman, and it's the. Uh, oh yeah, you know we this movie has come up before. Let's let's talk about this a little bit. The story of the early days of California winemaking, uh, featuring the now infamous blind Paris wine tasting of 1976. Right, has become to know the judge. So so it's basically, but it's a narrative. Yeah 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 okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Film. And, and um they took so the real life story is they took this. This wine from Napa mm-hmm. and snuck it into a um, 
a Paris, like a French wine competition, and it won. Oh, it either won okay. or did really yeah, yeah. well. And and so, you know, the French called foul, but it's like, well, how can you, you know, it's blind, so they didn't know. So they snuck it in there, and, and it did really well. And that was really when people were like, what are these guys in Napa doing? So that's... And based, it, and it's, on a, and it's, based on a true story, I guess. Yeah, and it's yeah. fun. It's fun. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure there's drama, you know, some stuff mm-hmm. built into it. I saw, um, I just watched uh, Pain and Gain. I know it's not a drinking movie, is but they drink in it, so we can. You would have it. to drink to watch that movie. <laughs> to, watch a, to watch a Michael Bay yeah. movie, you have to get drunk. It was it was Michael Bay's independent feature, is what he called it. Yes, of course. Well, I, I want to talk about th- that, um, like party movies. I want to talk about Animal House. Yes, because I watched this film a couple weeks ago. I think it was on cable or something like mm-hmm. that. And it's one of these movies that I still view it as a, cla- a classic comedy. And a classic drinking. Yes. Like yeah. it is it is because especially when you know the story behind it. They made that movie for like a hundred or two hundred grand back in whatever it was, seventy eight. I'll, I'll look it up. Uh and they shot it actually because I You was, really think that was the budget? I think it was way more than that. Uh no, it was I think it, might, it might be on there. Look it up. I think they had a budget for cocaine. That's a separate line <laughs> yeah, item yeah, that came from yeah. a different source. Animal House came out in nineteen seventy-eight. Uh and their budget on it, according to oh, they say three million dollars. Okay, so I was grossly off. But, um, <laughs> Sorry about that. But still, it was. And this says estimated. I just remember reading in uh, in both Wired and the History of Saturday Night Live. Wired, of course, focuses on John Belushi's cocaine and addiction and his death and all that stuff. About how the budget on this was really low. I th- it might have been like a million or something like that. That could be three million. Could be in today's dollars. Or in something today's right dollars, now. like that. So I think it was like a million dollars, and they shot it at the University of Oregon campus in Eugene to make it look like, even though they wanted it to look like a, a back east, yeah, school, which I thought was interesting because it was. A, I just performed in Eugene, and uh, my dad taught there, and so. Uh, Animal House was also the height. It was a National Lampoon movie of that first crew of Saturday Night Live right. that then, you know, that was just that those early days in 75, 70, or I think 76 or whatever, Aykroyd, Belushi, um, uh, Chevy Chase and all those guys, uh, Gilda Radden and Lorraine Newman, then they started to finally break out, and this was the movie that blew, that oh. made John Belushi just explode. And you could see how much fun they're having. Like literally, his heart explode. Yeah, and you could see how much fun they were just having on the set. I mean, you could see it, it comes through in the film, and it just celebrates every single type of debauchery. Yeah. This entire, and Harold uh, Ramis wrote it. Yeah, John yeah. Landis directed it. It's just amazing, and it's it's, it's a fun party movie. It's a it fun is. college yeah. party movie. Um, the uh, you know the band that they mm-hmm. get in there. I mean, all that stuff. I'm drawing a blank, but what's the movie with McLovin? The the kid he, they're buying oh, super bad, super bad, mm-hmm. super bad is yeah. a very good example mm-hmm. of like you know everyone tries to re like would try to remake that kind of a show. But I, or that kind of a movie, but I think that Superbad did it. it they did it in a, in a different way, but well, I mean, they, 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 they did a lot of things like, you know, the underage drinking and like all these horrible things that they just made into a fun comedy. Well, if you, look, if you draw the comparisons between those two movies, there's a lot of similarities in that you've got this sort of young group of comics and writers putting this together. It, you know, Superbad 
um, all those guys hadn't like completely blown up yet. Right. So right. there was a lot of like, oh, let's just, you know, we got a little, they're giving us a little money. Let's make this yeah, awesome. This was yeah. pre money yeah. ball. Pre, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it was, and, and you, you know that the, that the final script doesn't match up. You can't like read it verbatim sure. with the movie. You know that it was live, right. it was ad libbed. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have those things that happen. We've talked about it on this show of when like comedy, writers and and comic actors and directors when they get crazy big then they feel like they can do anything and then you kind of get like anchorman 2 can we talk about that for a second because i saw that the other day i and and i thought were you drinking uh i was Mm -hmm. and i thought let me let me extend my my experience the joy that i'm about to have and instead of getting the regular version i got the director's cut oh the which, really long one which was yeah if it was only 10 more minutes but that was a long 10 minutes <laughs> if you look at the 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 star power the the let's just call them assets right the mm-hmm. assets of, of every like mm-hmm. not only the, the the star power that was there but also the favors that they could you know they could have shut down Times square they could have anything that they wanted to do they could do for this movie and I, I, I like. I want to point the finger at the writing, um, but I just feel like it was it was too far removed from the innocence that the first one had. The, like, like it was a real story. It was like, yeah, sure, he put on like the Panther cologne, but that's as far as he really went. You know what I mean? Like, and then and then and then in Anchorman two, everything was was a farce. And it, it, it just it, 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 that's it, the it had no heart, you know? Exactly. And that's why, like, had you done an Animal House 2 or a Super Bad 2, after all those people had become giant, it yeah. would have it lost. It wouldn't have the, resonated. It would have yeah, resonated yeah. Right. and it would have lost the heart. That's what you're, right. that's like, mm-hmm. like, Super Bad, there's a little outlandish stuff, but you kind of go, well, that could you know, I remember high school parties like yeah. that, or an Animal House. You go, I remember. Well, another good example is the Hangover movies, right? Right. You know, when you have the oh first Hangover, you know, yeah. like oh, it, it came on the scene, it blew up right. Zach and all. None the of other those actors. guys were big names, yeah, yeah. Before the first, and it was just the movie did amazing, and then the sequels were like, I don't do, I don't know if I want to see this again, because because they come in with yeah. this attitude of we got to get crazier. Yeah, it's got to be like, crazier. No, we got we got to up the stakes. No. <laughs> Then, then you make these guys completely unbelievable. They're like international drug murderers. That third like, one was absolutely unwatchable. It's fucking that so dumb. One. Yeah, they were. It was. It was. It. It. it it's kind of like the one hit wonder sort of a thing. But, but what they they were trying to do, I think, in a lot of movies that were sent using or the Hangover series or Anchorman, is literally take the backbone, the outline from the first movie, and then match it, just change the dialogue and the locations. Mm-hmm. You know, like like that whole scene where they have all the the different stations coming together to do like a battle royale. Mm-hmm. I mean, they did that again. Right. But, and, and like we got the joke, and then it, and well, at least in the version I watched, it went on forever. I, I guess if I, if I was a director, I would definitely in, in make the, the, you know, with the section with Ben Stiller and Vince Vaughn and all these other parts, I guess I would make that play out longer. But in the version I saw it, it felt like it was two days long. Right. And they, and again, and that's such a, the first one, that's a hilarious scene where they roll up on 10 speed bikes. Yeah. And they start fighting each other. That was great. And then, so they went, we got to do the same thing, but now we give them supernatural powers and yeah. all this Crazy shit! It, it didn't make sense, right? And um, and even Steve Carell's character, you're just like, oh. You wonder too if it's like, were they noted to death, or was it? Is it? Did it come from internal? No, Who I don't knows? think it's. I don't think it's noted to death because there's Adam McKay and Will Ferrell are 
they're not taking notes from people. I don't believe at this point. Right. I think it's that like they had a hard time getting that made too. That's really sequel. oh yeah. Well, I don't know. Like maybe I'm wrong. Too. Maybe they did yeah. take really? a lot of notes. Mm-hmm. Why? It took years because for them to because get that of that script. That I don't know, but there was no one wanted to make it. And uh, they finally got it off the ground. That's am- I, I, that's amazing. I know because the first one was such a huge hit. You'd think, oh, it's a no brainer. They should have kickstarted it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can you imagine how much money they would have made if they kickstarted Anchorman Two? Because the, the, just the potential of that that movie, Anchorman, was amazing. Mm-hmm. It was an amazing movie. Mm-hmm. Broke. It's like a milestone, right? And so for them to say we're going to do Anchorman Two, we want to do it our way, we're going to do it on Kickstarter. Like I would have paid, I would have, I would have put well, money on that. Well, let's look at this now. Kind of going. That's a great thing you bring up because with Veronica Mars, Zach Braff, Spike Lee. Um, Although there is a little backlash now, it's interesting. Like there, there's some, uh, um, there's some little bit of resentment here and there. Now I, I don't share this view because I really think. Uh, but you're perpetuating. Uh, but it. I'm perpetuating. <laughs> it. But I, I can see the other side of it. Um, like with an example of Zach Braff, he raised millions of dollars on Kickstarter to make the movie, but then. He sold it for millions of dollars too. So you know there are no investors, nobody to pay back, and um, you know all that money kind of goes to him. Like mm-hmm. none of the investors get any of their money back or anything. But well, here, no, but here's the thing: they're not investors; they're that's, donors. That's right. what I'm saying. I mean, it doesn't. I don't look at it that way. But that's what people are saying. Like, well, no, but, that's yeah, not. I think fair. that's crybaby bullshit. But who? Yeah, but yeah. who? Who are the people? Because I can't imagine that any of the backers the are backers, crying. The backers exactly. are crying exactly because exactly. that's it, they made a choice. They knew the deal. Yeah. they knew the deal. I mean, what you do is you you pay a certain amount of money and you get a certain reward for the film. Right. Now, if the filmmaker ends up making money or sells it, that's that's whatever, fine, man. I yeah, paid yeah. fifty bucks to get my DVD signed or whatever. Right, right. The people who complain about that are just—they just sound like Hollywood assholes. I think it very much. Like, That's not yeah, fair. It's, it's we like, think it's not fair. It's like yeah, it's a lot of online stuff, and, and it's it's the other thing too. I remember that even as much as I'm not a huge fan of Mel Gibson, but when he made Passion of the Christ and he made a ton of movie off that, a ton of money off that movie, going oh he should he shouldn't keep all that money. He should give it to charity. No, he should, he should no. give it to Jesus. You he, know that he, he should. He should. No one funded that movie but himself. Right. He put the money up. He deserves to do whatever he wants with that the, money. The That's Kickstarter ridiculous. backlash thing, when I've heard people like, oh, it's not fair that celebrities are doing that. I'm like, first of all, you're missing the point on a lot right. of levels. These are pre-sales. The pre-sales. So the fan is getting, I, I mean, I think about having, we've been on both sides of it. There's yeah, stuff absolutely. stuff on Kickstarter, and obviously we raised our own. I think about. Yeah, we, we support other Kickstarter support, campaigns well, too. Well, mm-hmm. I think about historically, like, I wish I would have been able to give money to basketball diaries to say it got funded. You know what I mean? Right, like my right. favorite movies or documentaries. Right, I right. wish I could say like, you know, Veronica, Mar- like I wish I could say, oh man, I gave 50 bucks to the Dark Knight movies. Yeah, or, I helped get that fucking movie yeah, made. And right. Christopher Nolan is making millions of dollars. Awesome. I would be like, yeah. fuck, yeah. And the No, other maybe thing- I don't have to fund the second one. Well, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I don't have to fund the second <laughs> one. But the other thing too, though, that people totally miss and people in Hollywood completely miss Everyone in America now knows what Kickstarter is. Right. And when you go into Kickstarter, you're probably going to donate to other projects. So Zach Braff and Veronica Mars and and Spike Lee, they're bringing all these new eyeballs to Kickstarter, yeah. which then helps the person who needs, hey, I need $2,500 to go to art school right. or whatever. You're helping... <clears throat> I've donated to movies, comic books, and video games. And it's not just like, oh, I donated to a movie. I'll never donate to anything else. You know, I know. I donated to a girl that wanted to travel around the world. She's a photographer and shoot amazing things of photography around the world. 
And I was like, Now do you get like a photo book or something yeah, yeah. like that? Yeah, and I yeah. got like See, a, I, and I've and I've I've given money to some of those where I don't even I haven't I've done the one where I'll give twenty bucks and I don't, I'm not looking for anything. Like mm-hmm. I don't it's just yeah yeah, yeah, just yeah here you go that, that yeah. sounds cool go for it. Uh-huh. Now what now an issue with mine is that we so we raised the money so we went out and shot six episodes we shot these six half hours. Mm-hmm. Um, can I digress from movies for a second? Sure. I think we've been doing <laughs> we don't want to spend think, too much time on Kickstarter. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, so so we made six six half hour movies, and then we uh, decided to make them into hour episodes. Mm-hmm. So we increased that and stuff like that. And now at the end of the day, we have a network that is that is actually acquiring our show. So it'll it'll get it'll Great. get on TV. We're just hoping because the the, the Kickstarter backers are going to get it on May sixth. Right. It's not going to come out on TV until October, so we're hoping these that they right. don't end up on torrent sites and stuff like that. But yeah. well, I think we should uh, take a break. We, we do have a sponsor this episode. Oh, let's let's do, that. do it. Uh, Sherry's berries. Now this is uh, delicious. And then I want to talk about they're, they're amazing. They're absolutely amazing. And uh, Mother's Day is coming up Sunday, May 11th. There's only a few days left, but uh, turns out we do have a coupon code. Um, now I don't know if they've changed it to CFN yet. They were trying to. We haven't gotten confirmation on that. <laughs> So you can either use CFN or Comedy Film. One of those will work. Now they're busy making delicious they're busy, chocolate. They're busy making now, delicious have, have chocolate. Have you guys received these? Because I've actually I have, received and they're these. unbelievable. They, they're they are, amazing. and I'm and I, I'm obviously not getting paid anything to say this, but they I, I had some sent to my house. Mm-hmm. Giant, amazing, fresh berries dipped yeah. in chocolate that were like, I think they even came like in a, with an ice pack. Like it, they were still yeah, yeah. cold. Uh-huh. It, was, it was fantastic. Yeah, it was a great gift. They're packed amazingly and there's an ice pack. And also, uh, I like to eat them. They, they, <laughs> I don't know what you guys do with them, but I like ice to eat them. Ice packs? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's, you know, if you get And then thirsty. I use the strawberries to keep things cold. So yeah. it's really weird. I hang the uh, ice packs from a, uh, a drone and yeah. I shoot it with my robot gun. Oh, man. I'd love to shoot an ice pack. But, uh, <laughs> So they have, uh, it's chocolate, white chocolate, nuts, chocolate chips, all sorts of stuff on the berries. Now, right now, there's, um, you could get, uh, there's an introductory one for nineteen ninety nine. I don't believe 40% that. 40% off. What? However. I if, paid over a $1,000. $1, for one strawberry. Yeah. <laughs> Worth it. Just pause the, pause the podcast, or keep listening, but just go to, is it sherrysberries.com? Sherry's, it, it's actually, no, it's oh. berries.com. What? B-E-R-R-I-E-S. You're making it too easy. I know. That's all you have to do. Just just berries. Make it simple. What if I want to double the order? Well, that's a great question. No, I don't think you can. No, you can. You can double the amount of berries. What? Because you're a listener of this podcast, you could click on the mic in the upper right-hand corner and use the code COMEDYFILM or CFN. We're not sure which. But uh, one of those will work, and you can double your berry order for only ten dollars more. Wait a second, yeah, that's that's crazy. I know you're gonna. I wouldn't do that. Let me tell you why. Because you're gonna shoot you with a robot. (laughs) You're gonna feel like you're robbing them of berries if you're paying that that small amount. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's amazing. And then you're like, but you, but you know, I like strawberries. Ask me what, what I'm what doing. I, Ask what, me what I'm doing right now. What are you doing right I'm now, Zane? Sherry'sBerries.com. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Berries. No, no, it, no. It automatically directed me to berries.com. Yeah, oh, nice. perfect. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, it's a redirect. B e r r i e s dot com. What's your address? And uh, <laughs> <laughs> tell me right now, or I'm not saying it to you. And don't mute it out. Come on, people want to come here. People want to know where we are right now. Is it now? Is this technically? This is not a dungeon per se that we're in. It's a, it's a, yeah, I mean. It's a multi-purpose room. Right. It, we have with used shackles. it for abductions yeah. and stuff okay. like that okay. and toward information gathering. What's in that drum over there? It's a. Um, Don't worry about uh, it. <laughs> it's, it's just recreation. Those are big. That's all you need Those to know. Those are big rubber Did gloves. You know the, yeah. the criminal and true detective was based on us. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I would, I've, I, We're pure evil. <laughs> victims are based off of okay. me. Okay. You want to know what's in that drum? Berries. 
Okay. <laughs> ah, that's very nice. <laughs> so check it out, B-E-R-R-I-E-S dot com. And uh, we're ready. Let's go. Here's Let's go to more movies. Yeah. I want to talk about uh, the movie Arthur. The, the, oh, obviously the new one. The, no, no. The original, <laughs> the original Dudley Moore one. Mm-hmm. Because... Uh, what a weird way that life sort of... Uh, copied art. I don't know what's that mm-hmm. actual saying, but like when he he was slurring in the movie, and then ended up getting this disease where he slurred. Yeah, it's oh, it's <laughs> he that movie is. You know the new one, obviously because of his Russell Brand has him Oscar winning. You're going to say it's Oscar? No. Should be. <laughs> wow. Hello, hello. Yeah. Is this thing on? Cut off his mic. <laughs> <laughs> um. You know, obviously he has Arthur going kind of a different direction. Um, from funny. From funny. Uh, <laughs> wow. But this original one is, I don't know that this movie could be made today because it's so just like, yay, drinking is the best. Yeah, like, day, day drinking. How, yeah, could, how could yeah. anything go wrong if you're a rich alcoholic? Well, I, don't know, yeah. I, don't, I don't know why anything. We'll just put that over here. Is that a piano? Like, <laughs> Just always playing the piano. The other thing is, too, they were a comedy team before that movie was made. That's what was so right. amazing, too, because, you know, they had Brandt? that rapport. Um, yeah, 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 Russell, Russell Brandt and, uh, yeah. And the other person. And, and the other person the in the film that yeah. we forget. Yeah. Who was the girl? Saw it. Who was the girl? Like, Katy Perry. From the thing. Katie, ah, yeah, they were a comedy team. <laughs> a comedy team. There were some um, funny nights. Silver yeah. and the party girl. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you watch this movie, there's so much crazy shit in it. And it has those things, too, of like those jokes back in the 70s that were like fun, but today would be like really racist. Yeah. <laughs> like, super racist. That's right. Just chauvinistic and racist. No, completely. Yeah. Um, they made a couple of those too, didn't they? Weren't there like some sequels there was that a weren't? Second nah, one. They weren't it was like didn't quite yeah. hit the uh, magic of the first one. Arthur goes to Muppets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now let's talk about Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas for okay. a, a moment. Now, Hunter S. Thompson, obviously, this was based on him. What I find fascinating about obviously his life and why watching that movie with uh, Johnny Depp and Benicio del Toro is. You're watching it knowing that this is based on a guy and a true story, right. and you're wondering how someone could stay alive doing what they've been doing. Right. Whether they're literally in a constant state of peril, of external Death. and yeah. internal peril, of yeah. like, and all this crazy shit that they're putting in their body. And like, <laughs> I love there's scenes there where like Benicio del Toro is like completely uh, blase about it when they're all fucked up. He's like, hey man, you took too much, you took too much. <laughs> like really that where's the line again (laughs) it was it's an amazing movie just to see uh just to see about drug and alcohol uh addiction Uh, but in such a bizarre and fun and like uh, and like but also like the crazy like costumes like when they change into like lizards and demons and stuff there was like some money and practical effects it was a really fun barbiturates hilarious yeah it was just one of (laughs) those things you do yeah (laughs) Yeah, it, it's on one hand you're like watching this entirely entertained. I'm like, oh my god. On the other hand, you're like, how how is he still alive while doing this at the same time? Yeah, how Hunter S. Thompson made it out of that, how he made it into the '80s is, yeah, is, is uh, remarkable. Yeah, <laughs> I would also recommend too. I, I've said this before. Where the Buffalo Roam is the Bill Murray Hunter S. Thompson yes. movie. Uh-huh. Now there are some things in there that are definitely dated. It came out mm-hmm. in 1980. Um, but it was one that of the- It did show his drinking though, right? It did show his drinking and drug use. Uh, there is some hilarious- Peter Boyle 
plays the basically the Benicio del Toro role. Mm-hmm. Um, and it obviously doesn't have the crazy psychedelic drug effects and all that right. stuff like that, <laughs> but it kind of covers um, several. Uh, it's several years of Hunter S. Thompson, mm-hmm. like his on the campaign trail book with with Nixon, and then Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. It kind of covers all of it and how insane <laughs> it was, and it definitely does a little more um, of the. Hey, isn't this hilarious? You know, because mm-hmm. we hadn't really. Uh, well, John Belushi hadn't died yet, so uh, he had an OD'd in a in a hotel room in L.A. Um, I mean, you could say that the Wolf of Wall Street kind of uh, glamorized barbiturates as well. Such a debate on that film of whether it glamorized or demonized all that parting. Like people are right. We, we've had that discussion many times on the show, and then when I finally saw it, I was like, you know what? I could see everyone's point because it literally does all of those things in different parts of the movie. It glorifies I, it in one part and then uh, you know condemns it in another. I was at um, this uh, wine and spirits wholesalers convention in Las Vegas last week, and uh, I was one of the speakers. And another one of the speakers was Jordan Belfort. Wow, was, really? Was him? And um, I didn't realize. I, I knew that he was speaking. I, I, I was. I was probably like, not yeah. for free. No, no, no. <laughs> no. So he. Um, yeah, he was spoke at eight in the morning, and I, I I would have woken up for it, but I didn't didn't realize he was going on that early, and um, so I missed it. And then he was there signing books, and I asked somebody who went to it, like, "What's the whole like? What was the vibe?" Because, bef- like, I mean, that movie like made him a celebrity. Now he's been doing this forever. Mm-hmm. It's like, but it but it was all sort of like his version of it, even though he wrote this book, right? But like when he went up on stage. People really hadn't read the book, so he could say, "Here's what I did. I made all this money. I made these mistakes. I'm sorry." And they're like, "Oh, it's okay, whatever." And when you watch the movie, you're like, you find out what exactly he did and how many people he he hurt. Right. And and if he was writing this book at some point, even though it's it's I guess apologetic, you know, he was bragging about. It. I mean, I mean, it's, right. and, and it it really is great that someone just pours out the truth and just like in a and, and just tells it the way that it is because a lot of people sort of you know I would never want to write a book a, a, a real book about my life I wouldn't want to admit just you know just feelings that I've had or things or mistakes that I've made it's like you know make that mistake I don't want to make right. it again I don't need to I don't need to brag about it or whatever um, but yeah because when I when I had sex with Pam Anderson before no, that was a joke. Sorry, uh, you're like what? Uh, but like, anyway, so it was just weird, and him walking around there at, at this convention was just like it was. Well, a, you are a host on National Geographic. I know. So it was rock just, star. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, everyone knew me. Um, but it was just interesting. So like, and 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 he was sitting there signing books, and I was like, eh, that guy's just I don't I don't like him. Like I I think the movie is great. I've already rented it on you know on in demand or whatever, mm-hmm. as well as seeing seeing it at the theater, and um and I think it's a fantastic movie. And I think Leo is just like amazing in it as he often is and but i didn't i didn't want to meet this guy and then i was like you know what i should have just gone up just to get a book because now i'm intrigued i want to read this book because i want to know what they changed you know what i mean because if you if you watch the movie pain and gain which i did and i I watched it and i was like i paused in the middle of it and my wife and i we do this all the time we'll pause it and go and then read the book look it up no just no (laughs) just go and look it up like Wikipedia, no other sources. Right. You're like, what, what, what? And then you find out, like, just a fact check, basically. Yeah, like what they changed, and you're like, wow, I wonder if they really needed to change that. But they do. They all, they always change it. My one of my favorites is um, Unstoppable. 
with the train, Chris Pine, mm-hmm. and it's a train and it's filled with explosives yeah. and it's about to go into like, I don't know, Pittsburgh or something. And, and it's where the train makes this 90 degree angle. And if the train, the train's going like 65, 75 miles an hour. And if it hits this, this curve, it's going to go off the track and the whole town will literally explode into, and, and just become contaminated. That's not the real story. The real story was this car, this train was going like, like seven miles per hour for like a half a mile. And the guy went up and he stopped it. <laughs> that, honest to God, look it up. That's the real story. And when you say it's based on a true story, like based on a true story, <laughs> that's all you need to say. There was a train. Yes. There was a yes that Ding. needed to be stopped. Star Wars, based on a true story. There was a guy named Luke. Stop. Yeah, yeah. we did it. We did it. Yeah. And he and he lived out in Palm Desert. He, li- <laughs> he did. He did. He did. Um, a moisture evaporizer. <laughs> Uh, you know, I want to talk about this uh, strange brew. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah! Wow, I didn't even see that on the list. It's such an amazing. It's so. It's one of those movies. Make it again. I'll go see it. Yeah. Uh, no, with the same guys. I, I don't yes, know. I don't yes. know what they're doing right now. Rick Moranis and Dave, Dave Dave Stewart? Dave Thomas. Dave Thomas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's one of those movies where you watch they're it they're and you go. <laughs> This is so weird. Yeah, yeah it, How did it really this get is made? weird. How did they do this? Because yeah. it has like literally two different tones in the movie. Like it's, even the way it's shot. Like if you watch it, like, well, this is a comedy. Wait, now it's kind of a dark thriller, and now it's even shot like a dark yeah. thriller. Right. Wait, right. wait, that's those are the guys from SCTV with the guy from uh, um, Seventh Seal. so it's really it's a bizarre movie and some of it i was laughing out loud i remember seeing it you know years ago when it first came out and then i was like oh that was years ago when it first came out yeah how old were you uh i was in high school i think when i saw it Uh, really what year year was it man they're only bringing up well you see it's not even an imdb yeah yeah, sorry (laughs) i'm sorry imdb does not go back that far Watch this. We to go Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. We got to go back to Rick What Moranis. year was Strange Brew made? I'm racing you with Siri. Wow. Strange Brew was released August 19th, 1983. Okay. Ah, yeah. Wow. I was in high school. You were in high school? Mm-hmm. It's not on his... I was 11. Yeah. Wow, okay. <laughs> it's, not Rick, it's not on Rick yeah. Moranis' IMDb page. Well, he probably removed it. <laughs> <laughs> what? This is insane. How is it not... It, it, wait, is it listed check, in there? Check, uh, check Dave Thomas's. It's The Adventures of Bob and Doug McKenzie, Strange Brew. Oh, uh, okay. That's mm-hmm. the official... Wait a second. That, did, did they make another movie then? There was one that came out in 2000. Someone tried to do something in 2000. With them? No. I don't know what that was, but it wasn't this. Does, does it say what it made? Uh, it came out in nineteen eighty. I mean, the information is sketchy. If you, yeah, it says what it made. The budget, be it says, was estimated $4 million. It doesn't say what it made at all. But it's... Uh, Were those guys Canadian? Look, Chris, all right. I'm going to... I'm gonna. I, yeah, yeah. Were they? The, yeah, it was the most Canadian <laughs> yes. thing ever. No, but, no, no but I, it was... I thought it was based out of Chicago. No, 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 no. Uh, well, SCTV was well, second Tor- city, Toronto. Yeah, okay. but but SCT was th- these were all uh, it was Toronto and Chicago. So the, Chris, the joke that you made, I'm going to read this piece of trivia off of IMDb. Okay. This is going to justify <laughs> what you just said. The name of the brewery in this film is Elsinore Brewery. Max Van Cito, uh, who played the brewmaster in this movie, was also in the film Seven Seal. And that film, uh, he and his squire were heading towards the village of Elsinore, but decided not to because the plague was there. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's perfect. That's awesome. So they were well aware of it while they were exactly. shooting. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, the crazy dueling hockey teams. And Max Lucino could like crush a man's skull with his hands, even with the hockey helmets as they were fighting. It's That movie is... 
and they're it, it's 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 one of those movies when you watch it today you go how like and and when you see how the movie starts, do you yeah. remember how the movie starts? No. The movie starts with um, Bob and Doug uh, making a movie, and then the premiere, and everyone thinking right. it sucks, and them chasing them, all the audience members running out of the theater and chasing them because <laughs> they made such a shitty movie. It was that bad. Yeah. <laughs> I had someone younger than me, a girl. Um, I was like, "Hey, come come and watch this movie, Blazing Saddles." Mm-hmm. And I played it, and she lasted about four minutes. She just didn't. She just didn't get it. It was mm-hmm. it, for me. I was like, "What? It's iconic." And then you're like, "Well, I did see it. Maybe not when it came out. Did I see it when it came out? When did, when did that one come out? Uh, I don't know. That Ask day. Siri. Ask, <laughs> I'm racing you, Graham. Yeah. <laughs> when did the movie Blazing Saddles come out? 1974. Oh, <laughs> Suck it, Siri. Suck it. What did she say? Because she... Saddles. Okay, <laughs> but she heard me over you. Okay, so I did not see it when I was. A fetus, but, um, but but I remember it would. It's one of those movies that would come on once a year, like like everything right, else, like right. like mm-hmm. uh, Wizard of Oz and and Sound of Music, whatever. And mm-hmm. you'd, you'd that one it. I did not see in high school. Watch this with my mom, and I was like, it was um, it was the funniest thing. And I guess now it's like it's so hokey or whatever. But it is, you know, it's classic Mel Brooks and and and, and, and Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor was one of the writers on it too. A lot of people don't know that. Oh, that's right. Well, he was supposed to be the the black guy. Yeah, he was, uh, but he ended up. He was one of the writers. Yeah, he didn't. Uh, he didn't play in it. I forgot what the reason was. I don't know. Yeah, that was a good, that was a fantastic movie. Um, all right. Well, let's do one more, and then uh, and then wrap yeah, it up. Wrap it up. I would like to wrap it up, if I might, with The Big Lebowski. Oh, ah, yes. Now that's a good drinking movie. Now that I wonder what that did for the the White Russian. <laughs> Or the rug industry. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Or bowling. <laughs> or bowling. It's my understanding, you brought a gun to uh, league night. <laughs> like it's not that he brought a gun to the bowling alley. It's that it was league night. Yeah. Could they make a sequel to that? No, no. I don't think so. Well, you know, here, hey man, as a film nerd, here's one of my fantasies: is to basically do movies that are like, where are they nows? With classic film characters, like what, where? Yeah, that's cool. Not a sequel necessarily, but just like, Mm -hmm. you know, where would, where would Jeff uh, Bridges, where would he be now? What is that character doing? Is he still making White Russians? Is he still, or is he exactly where you left him? Nothing has changed at all. The same same apartment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, now I heard they're going to do that with a new Bill and Ted movie, which I would love to see. Oh, that would be really cool. Now? Yeah, yeah, I would love to see that. That's been in development for a while. I don't know if we'll yeah, ever get off the ground. And it's so funny. Remember when uh, Keanu Reeves in the teleprompter at some MTV awards a while back? They had they had him say "whoa." He's mm-hmm. like, "I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it." <laughs> but and now in this movie, he's you know, it, it would be interesting to see if he still mm-hmm. has that that comedic innocence because mm-hmm. he's. Um, uh, maybe diva is not the right word, but I mean, he's definitely a mega star. You know what I mean? For him to go back with that other guy who I don't know his name and, 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 and to play well, the other that. guy wants this movie to happen. Yeah, yeah. Of course. yeah, of course. But that would be interesting too, to go back. Uh, you know what? I, I you, think... you guys watch Star Trek? Star Trek? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm like a, I'm a, I'm a Trekkie. So I love Star Trek. And when I'm traveling, which is a lot, 
I have it on my phone, and I have like right now I'm going through Voyager, and I've been going through for like maybe last. Oh, so you watch years. all the series? Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I didn't like the the one with um, I didn't like the the, the with Quantum Leap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with I didn't. I, Quantum Leap. I, I couldn't get into <laughs> Just it. Just calling him Quantum yeah, Leap. Yeah, now. <laughs> Quantum when Leap. When they had the when they had uh, lyrics to the opening of the show, I was like, I'm out. I can't. Yeah. This is weird. <laughs> um, but they got a bunch of the. I think it was through Kickstarter. They got a bunch of the people to in the in the the i guess the show because it didn't make it to a film but like to come back and be in uh like a movie with the budget of like 80 grand wow and i've and i've watched him and it's horrible it's <laughs> it's be, it's beyond it's like you don't know how these people were working in, in such professional capacity for so and, and it wasn't the acting mm-hmm. um but but they had you know, they had to have known the way things were going to look. And then all, all of a sudden, you know, the technology has improved. This is 20 years, you know, 10, 20 years ago. And then they can't, they can't somehow replicate some of that stuff, you know, the, the angles. And, you know, those were like, I watched it, they were, the, the lighting and the, everything was just wrong. And it was just, and it, and the make, makeup was, and it just blew my mind. I, I was, hmm. it was crazy that some of these people were, Willing to go back and do that, <laughs> but I think, but I think that the the conventions is a big, you know, that's a big oh huge, for them, yeah, yeah. So maybe that's yeah, part of it. Make a lot of money, but, but anyway, mm-hmm. Big Lebowski, it really did a lot for the white Russian industry. Yes, <laughs> and by the way, I do agree. Bowling, I have that ball. I have the red, white, and blue swirly ball. Next, <laughs> next time I'll bring it. Yeah, um, that'd be cool um, to show I'm, on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's funny? It's not a movie per se, but the Zane Lamprey show that podcast. Yeah, a lot of drinking in that. <laughs> a lot of drinking in that. It's done a lot for well, uh, drinking and drinking movies. Well, and drinking movies. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's our show. Um, so why don't what? Uh, what so do you, we're starting right now to re- start recording. Yeah. Yes. Well, that was just a conversation. We, I thought we were just talking and hanging out. <laughs> I would have. I would have improved my diction. I was not aware that I was. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, as you just mentioned it, tell everybody where they can, can they find the whole Zane Lamprey package. So, I mean, just go to zanelamprey.com. And mm-hmm. if, I just, if I said my name too fast, that's fine. Just ask Siri. She'll pre- Here, hold on, let's see. Ask, mm-hmm. if she, ask her if she knows. Yeah. Watch. Who is Zane Lamprey? Okay, so I have to. Okay. <laughs> you call yourself three, well, you know, three different numbers. Okay, yeah, that's, that's, that's. Um, so you can catch me on Showdown of the Unbeatables on National Geographic Channel on mm-hmm. Fridays at ten mm-hmm. for a few more weeks. And what then, percentage are robots in that show? Uh, we have now. Th- this might intrigue you. I, th- I think it will. We have the world's strongest man. His name is Brian Shaw. He's about mm-hmm. six. Seven, six, eight, four hundred and twenty pounds. Monster. Mm-hmm. He won the World Strongman competition with the Atlas Stones and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And he takes on a robot. Ooh, wow. What yeah. kind of robot? It's a yellow one. Yeah. <laughs> in an obstacle course. Oh, very and cool. And it, it's amazing. And since it's already aired, I can tell you he won. Okay. And it was amazing. The guy's so strong. It was nice. Ridiculous. He was a robot. I don't think he. I, I don't think I can say that with my, my with my non-disclosure. He was not a robot. He's, <laughs> he's a real person. Trust me. Trust, trust me. Just for clarification, uh, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of robots. So that's mm-hmm. on Mad Geo, and then where can people find you on Twitter, Facebook, and uh, at Zane Lamprey, Facebook Zane Lamprey, website Zane Lamprey, Zane Lamprey mm-hmm. Show. Just if you go to zanelamprey.com, you get it all, or just follow me on Twitter, whatever. I talk about stuff on there. Shazam, Shazam, and you're that you're basically a. Um, a veritable oh, yes. beer expert. I am a veritable beer veritable expert. Beer expert. Yeah. yeah. So can people email you with beer questions too? Sure, Zane Lamprey at Gmail. 
nice beer questions. Do you have you ever listened to any podcasts on the Brewing Network? Uh, constantly, I'm listening to one right now. You can't see I have an earpiece in. <laughs> <laughs> what? They triple hopped that? That's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> we just, guys, we just, I gotta go. We interviewed those guys for the for the podcasting documentary. We went up to Northern California. It was wow. awesome, and wow. went to their the Brewing Network, the BN Army Studios. And then saw them go to a beer rally at Heretic Brewery, which are they? Are they celebs in that world? Yes. Yeah, in that world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and 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 the homebrew people are like hardcore fans. Like it was amazing to watch. It was really cool. There is a there is such a you don't realize that these things are out there right. until you get into them. But like the the homebrewers or the beer aficionados, Ooh, like man. it's a it's a monstrous community. Now, just before we go, I just want to ask one question. Uh, homebrew startup costs. Let's say I wanted to do yeah. make a homebrew. What would that cost me? What would that set me up? Um man, not much. You could probably get yourself going for maybe like uh let's say like 100 and 20, 130 bucks. That's it, really? Yeah. Well, I mean, you can get something like a Mr. Brew or whatever. That it, and, and what's great about this, and, it, and it's, it's like, it's the gateway brewer. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> y- you'll use it, and, it, and it's, it, it's all sort of done for you, mm-hmm. but you are the one adding the ingredients, and you're watching the pressure and a lot of the things, and, and, and you get to make some decisions, and it's great because it's like, it's like the, you know, the iMac of, of, of brewing. Like, it's, it's, too, it's plug and play. But it, it gets you familiar with the process and then you can move up to to something else. And then, you know, once people you know what I saw something today that was really intriguing to me was that a guy was growing some barley and growing some hops. And I thought, like, I I don't homebrew. Um, I drink too much for that. And so so I, you know, and 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 so I love to go out and try new beers, and there's so many new beers I just don't have to to mm-hmm. homebrew. But this guy was growing barley and growing hops, and I was like, wow, this, this guy's literally gonna make it farm to you know, garage or apartment, whatever it is, and, and make his own beer. Farm that, to dungeon. That, farm to dungeon. That's interesting. Like, I, I want to try his beer that he made from his mm-hmm. garden because right. it's, it's very easy things to grow. It'd be amazing right. to do that. Nice. Cool. So free. Oh, yeah. So Chris yeah. is going to now turn the garage into a brewery. Okay, that's good. That's Great. good. Right. That's good that's to gonna, know. It's plenty of room. Amazing. It uh, smells really good, actually. All right, guys. So please so buy some shirts. I buy. need to make some room yeah. for can a homebrew. Can I hit your weights real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You usually have a weight. Yeah, knock it out. Knock it out. Knock it out. Yeah, we're going to do some power reps, guys, yeah, so we got to yeah. wrap up this show. <laughs> Super set. <laughs> um, yeah, so tomorrow, guys, May 7th, uh, the Comedy Film Nerds uh, live summer movie preview at the Improv Comedy Club. With Doug Benson. With Doug Benson. Um, so check that out. And, uh, of course, if you go to theimprov.com and use coupon code CFN, you can get tickets for five bucks. What? So come on out and you support You guys are, the- it's like stealing. It is. It's it what we do. It is. Um, <laughs> so check that out, guys. And then, of course, um, we will be uh, shooting earbuds uh, on the, the East Coast. East Coast. Do you Why? think people at this point are still listening? Yeah. <laughs> no, you ever wonder like how, how when you go into this sort of part of your show, they you fucking wonder, better be. Yeah. <laughs> you guys take earbuds out now. Why don't you? Why don't you find out? Why don't you have people that are listening now, like email you or something, and then they they get like ten percent off a t shirt or twenty twenty five percent just to see who's there. Okay. Do it. I dare you guys to do it. <laughs> What's the code? What's the code? Um, Batman. Comedy film. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that already the code? <laughs> I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm doing it. I'm doing. I'm doing. I'm doing. I'm doing. All right, ten percent off right now, guys, for the, for the rest of the week. Wow. Anything in the store, ten percent off. Crazy. I'll put it in. Comedy, you want me to put it in? We're just gonna call it comedy film. We'll just call it comedy film. The incorrect. Um, 
coupon code yeah. that Cherry's Berries gave yeah. us. Comedy <laughs> film. So anyone who uses it, we know you were listening at this point. Anyone who yeah. doesn't, we know you're liars. Yeah. <laughs> 10% <laughs> off the store for uh, this week. For this week. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, thank you once again to our guest, Zane Lamprey. Yeah, Zane Lamprey. Zane Lamprey, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, my name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember... Han, Han shot first. first. Now I got to put the stupid code in. <laughs> <laughs> While you're making homebrew. Yeah. <laughs>